Punching Holes in the Darkness is a podcast by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. It's an opportunity for pastors and leaders in Michigan churches to have their voices heard and to share how to best reach our mission field from Detroit to the Upper Peninsula. Well, welcome to our podcast. I'm Tim Patterson. I'm executive director here at the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. We want to welcome today uh, One Mission TV as our sponsor here at uh, Punching Holes in the Darkness podcast. They have been an invaluable partner with us since I've come here to uh, the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. What they effectively have done is they took all of our media resources and we put them together in this one neat package that One Mission TV takes care of. They're just doing an admirable job for us and have really taken us to a different level in our media work. Here's some things they've done for us. They've done web design, they can do logo design, designs for print materials, and of course, any kind of video presence and, and recording you'd like to do. And uh, they've really helped us enhance our online presence as they can for you. Great guys, great partners. You will be glad you have done this. They're really a one call media company and I think you'll be blessed by using One Mission TV. And friends, if you want to contact One Mission TV, you can do so at info at onemission.tv. That's info at onemission.tv. Now here's guest host, Dr. Tony Lynn, the BSCM State Director of Missions. Hey, thank you for joining me. This is Tony, and today I'm joined by two wonderful friends, Tito and Molly Diaz. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see you guys. Hey, listen, I wanted to have you in before uh, the launch of something new in your life. Uh, so maybe to kick things off, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourselves, your family, and uh, this new venture that you're on? Okay, well, Tito and I have been married for 22 years. We've been together for 25. Um, we have four kids. One is um, non-biological, that's James Michael. He and his wife, they live in Fort Lauderdale and they're worship pastors out there. Um, and they have our two grandbabies, Phoenix oh, wow. and Sailor. We love them. Uh, and then our three biological kids are Isabella. She is 19. She is at Michigan State mm -hmm. and she is studying advertising and entrepreneurship. Yep. She's awesome. Uh, then we have Sophia. She's 18. She's at Eastern Michigan and she is studying uh, English and wants to be a high school, middle school teacher, but she wants to do it abroad and for missions. Wow. Um, she's actually going to Korea this summer uh, with the IMB. So yeah, that's, that's pretty really exciting. exciting. That's yeah. really exciting. And then we have Eve. She's our youngest, but she runs our household basically. She, we, need <laughs> we really need her. Um, she is 16. She is going on 35. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. And she is, has a call of ministry on her life. So mm -hmm. all of our girls, all of our kids love Jesus, and it's pretty awesome Praise to watch God, what yeah. God's doing in them right now. That is um, so yeah, that's a little bit about our family. Good. Yeah, and a little bit about our launch. Uh, we are launching Riza Church. Riza is the Greek word for root or a root that springs forth from another root. Uh, and we it's launching in on March 1st is our hard launch. We've had some preview services and some run-throughs, but the launch is literally upon us, and it's in the city of Ann Arbor, but specifically at Tappan Middle School. 
That's excellent. Now, what time do you guys uh, intend to kick off things on March 1st? What, what yeah, time? Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Just so in case somebody wants to surprise you by attending awesome. your ball. Absolutely. We love yeah. it. Surprise yeah. us by bringing your whole neighborhood. <laughs> there you go. That's the way to start off. <laughs> Hey, listen, I've, you know, we've known each other for some time now, mm-hmm. and um, I know a little bit about your history, but I think one of the things that's unique that you bring to this is how there was a transition period where mm-hmm. for both of you, there kind of was a time when you guys, whatever you do, it appears you do it with all your heart, with full devotion, with full throttle, you know, so that that's never in question. But I know I got to observe and you expressed to me what it was like for you to go from what you were doing now becoming a church planting couple. So if you would express, uh, what was it that caused this dramatic change? <laughs> Why don't you talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, for the last uh, couple of years, Molly and I have uh, been uh, training, uh, coaching up and, and training church planters uh, for NAM and specifically in the Scent City of uh, Detroit. Uh, Molly is on Kathy Lynn's team as one of the national coaches for and and spouse trainers. Uh, and so that's what we've been doing for the last few years now, and uh, been really just really content to be honest with you. Um, except for this kind of weird stirring that I start I started to feel in my heart about a year and a half ago. And um, typically, I think when a pastor says, oh, God's really stirring my heart, it normally means you don't like who you work for. You want to go to another ministry, you know. Um, But I couldn't say that. I worked for the best boss I've ever had, had the best team I've ever really been on. Our community was beautiful. Our role, my role specifically, I loved it. Coaching, training, leadership development, teaching, creative side, helping Miles City. Um, So... I really couldn't point to that for the stirring. Right. Uh, that said, I started looking at my own life. I looked at, you know, our, our three biologicals. They mostly feel like they don't need us. Our, our, uh, our foster uh, kid stole our grandkids and went to uh, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're still searching for them. Um, and we uh, know so, where at. yeah, yeah. We just, we just felt like, I mean, I started feeling like maybe this is just a midlife crisis. Maybe this is yeah. what that feels like yeah. I'm 42 yeah. now there's just yeah. stuff going on yeah. inside of me I've never experienced yeah. before I was like you don't have money for that the budget was exhausted but then I went to a one-day conference here in Detroit and they asked a question from the stage and to be honest with you I, I've probably heard this question many times before mm-hmm. I'd imagine mm-hmm. but as we all know when the Holy Spirit really wants to use something to pierce your heart it yeah. doesn't matter what it is and yeah. for for me, it was the question uh, of what is your God-sized dream? And that wrecked me because... Really wrecked him. Yeah. Like, I'd never seen him. <clears throat> really? So this yeah. was a unique even it, you observing yeah. him. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he called me and he was like, I heard this question and I am i don't even know what to do with it. I was like, okay. This is probably yeah. part of the whole, yeah. like, what is God doing? What is God mm-hmm. stirring? Right. So I sat with our lead wow. pastor uh, and very close friend, Travis Whitaker, and he began, and, and he's the biggest dreamer I know. He, he dreams yeah. and he goes after it. It's very, I've told him for many, many years how I've been challenged in my faith by his great, big, you know, go at it, large faith. Um, and so I asked him to help me dream. And in my prayer time, what I realized is that Given my history, I have a tumultuous childhood. Um, my mom married three times by the time I was 10, so a lot of abuse, a lot of moving, that I spent most of my life 
surviving, not yeah. dreaming. Yeah. And yeah. only only for the matter of the last, you know, four or five years have I been able to really just be in a beautiful place of healing and health and growth. And mm. a friend of ours told us that dreaming is a byproduct of health. And so mm. the more healthy yeah. you are, the yeah. more you can begin to dream. And so uh, Travis then asked me another question, <laughs> which really wrecked me. So this is the second question to wreck me because we began to go on the journey of dreaming, right? And yeah. we, we asked yeah. ourselves, what yeah. what's our dream? Yeah. You know, and yeah. we Still in a box. Down. Still yeah. in a box. Like, what does that look like? Okay, yeah. well, maybe we could do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think what, what we kind of wrote down essentially was do ministry together mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to kind of doing side-by-side ministry, but separate. We really wanted to do something together. And we kind of wanted to travel a little bit together. So we kind of felt this thing about like together. We just didn't know what that looked like. We had been going down the road of maybe doing some marriage conferences and maybe putting some of those Mm -hmm. on and some YouTube kind of stuff. And, uh, but then Travis asked a question, if money was no object, Mm. would you plant a church? Mm. And I, I know now <laughs> that 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 question was was a god question for me mm-hmm. yeah. uh, through travis because I, my answer was like if money was no object yeah sure i'd play in a church and i'd never ever said yes to church planning in any way Seriously. no like even in our dreaming part i yes. think we thought more of the idea of well let's move Overseas, like that yes. was more of a reality yeah. than yeah, even thinking Korea. about church. We love Korea. Let's <laughs> you know, yeah. my geography. <laughs> yes, yeah. like, we'll do yeah. that. So yeah. um, it was really uh, a conviction from that conversation. I would mm. say I yeah. walked away thinking, God, am I not planting a church because I think you won't pay for it? Is that really mm-hmm. the? Is that yeah. a thing? Yeah. Because you know, you might ask another pastor if money was. I'd be like, no, I still would not plan to church. So that's right. still not a normal right. feeling. I would say in my experience with other pastors. So yes. I thought to myself, you know what? I'm being emotional. Let me call my wife. <laughs> yes, yes. And she is not emotional. Oh, okay. And and I know okay. what her response would be if I said, if money was no object, would you plan a church? I'd be like, heck no, I don't want to plan no church. <laughs> <laughs> I called her on the Are phone and I asked that question and sure enough. Yeah, it was um, the the strange thing was we were trying to figure out what we were doing and we were right. both in a season of prayer. Um, and when he called, I had um, he first texted me and said, you got a minute to talk and fear like I like fear had raised up in me oh, wow. like I had oh, never wow. felt. And I quickly called him. And I'm waiting for him to pick up. And I felt like the Holy Spirit say to me, this is not of me. You need to know that this fear is not of me. And I was like, okay. So I answered the phone call and he said, I have a question. He was really choked up. And again, Mm. that fear, I'm like, Mm. what is happening? And he said, if money wasn't an object, would you plan a church? And I thought, darn you, Travis, stop asking questions. <laughs> and, it's true. Questions yeah. are important, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, I said, yeah, I, I would. And immediately that fear subsided. Wow. And I was like, okay. And I think we both started crying on the phone. Well, I really, the, yes. the conviction really hit home because I really, I, I immediately said, Molly, I've been leading our home so poorly. We can't make decisions based out of fear. We have to mm. replace that place, yeah. uh, replace that fear with faith in the Lord. And so mm. we entered into a season of really just the two of us 
praying and seeking the Lord's face about whether or not we should actually plant a church. Let's actually wow. open wow. up the conversation with God wow. and, and, and say, God, do you want us to do this? Because one of my mentors taught me uh, what God orders, he pays for. And yes. so it can't, yes. we can't not think that if God's asking us to plant a church, that he would not then provide yeah. the means to mm-hmm. do it. And so yeah. we entered into a season of praying and fasting, seeking counsel. And sure enough, we, you know. We put our yes on the table. Yeah, we yes. put our yes on the table. Mm-hmm. That is phenomenal. I think I remember one of the things that I think you had told me was, uh, Tito, was that you said, you know, I realized I was just not, I was always in the past not trying to burden the Lord with mm-hmm. taking care of us or something like that. And Molly, you referred to it as about staying in the box. Yeah, yeah. I think for us, we, um, I grew up uh, Pentecostal Assemblies of God mm-hmm. that started to shift to prosperity. Yes. And yeah. so instead of um, asking the Lord for things, I think we always never wanted to cross that. So right. we just would go, whatever you want to give us, yes. it's fine. Yes. Um, other than, but asking the Lord, God, what do you want us to do? Yes. And instead yes. of saying, he needs to come along on our journey, uh, yes. us saying, God, whatever you want us to do on your journey, we'll yes. do. Um, so that kind of stepped us out of the box. Yeah, I think um, we, we made a decision. We made so, many decisions. <laughs> <laughs> One of the decisions we said, we really felt in our spirit, we were going to go big. Big asks. We yes. were going to make asks that we yes. had never made before. Mm-hmm. We were going to have okay. big prayers. Mm-hmm. That that we've never had before, and and big faith that we we're gonna go big. That was, that was gonna be big, the theme yeah. and dream big. big. And so uh, when we shared it with our daughters, our youngest daughter, uh, you know, because we said, "Hey, girls, so we're just gonna go big, big dreams, yes. big ask, yes. big prayers, big faith." And she said, "You know, Dad, it's so funny. We we were asking, we were asking if we were fearless or foolish during this time, mm. and that was the oh, big question for he and I was yeah. fearless or foolish. And Eve said to us. There's a difference. What you're learning is the difference between childish and childlike. Mm-hmm. She said, you guys have always only asked for just enough. Just enough. And God has said, "What? Do you, like, let's yeah. kick these doors open. Let me show yeah. you what I can do. And right. so the, the childish and childlike, wow. she said, childish is when you want to do it on your own. Right. Childlike is taking your daddy's hand and going, where do you want right. to leave God. me? Wow. Yeah. That's so beautiful. That's and so she's going to lead the church now. <laughs> We're just going to work for her. We're fine. So yeah. Really good. Yeah. And, and we are just kidding. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> just There's kidding. a lot of no. things going around right now. So, uh, yeah. Friends, I want to introduce to you one of our new partners. It is GuideServe. They are our financial partner who helps us take care of all of our nickels and noses, so to speak. Uh, GuideServe is an outsourced accounting partner for our Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Uh, GuideServe provides professional accounting solutions to churches and ministries all across the country. And they offer, they truly offer some comprehensive accounting and payroll solutions to organizations ranging from just beginning church plant to large churches and expansive ministries. And listen, if you'd like to know more about them, you can visit their website at guideserve.com or send them an email at info at guideserve.com. And by the way, if you mention BSCM, uh, when you do, it'll be a benefit to us as well. So welcome our new partner, Guideserve. (laughs) 
okay, now here's the thing. This was not that long ago. We're talking eight months. Eight months. Okay, yeah. so from eight when months, we Chris, put our yes, yes on the table, on the yeah. table, God just it was it really has been a roller coaster. Okay, so listening to the two of you, all we're hearing is you know this courage, this this bravery. Um, really, okay, taken. Good. yeah. So <laughs> like what, you know, we're doing a good but, job. <laughs> but I want to ask you this: Are there one or two things that? And you said, let's remove the word fear, but but still give you concern, frighten you as you, you know, in this process. Is, are there any things that give you concern? Just a few. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, How much time do you have? Yeah. Um, no, you know, we, because we recognize, at least in our journey. Yes. That fear was really the thing that we didn't even know was holding us back from the right. from the bigger things of of God. Right. I say that now because God's done yeah. some pretty yeah. big things um, in a short amount of time. But we made a decision to punch fear in the face, mm-hmm. to replace fear with faith. And so, yeah. um, do, are we are we terrified? Are we worried? Are we sure? you know? I would say not really, especially seeing what God has done. However, okay. we have moments. We yeah. have moments yeah. where we yeah. forget. Even yes. even we forget what God did yesterday or yes. or three hours yes. ago. Yes. And and w- the difference that I would say is for for most of my life, I just didn't know that I was living in fear. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. Yeah. I renamed it. Yeah. Wisdom, stability. We're just being wise. We're just, as opposed to um, now, I feel like when I am fearful, I recognize, Mm. oh, wait, I'm being fearful. Right. This isn't the Lord. He's not giving me a spirit of fear, but power and love and sound mind. And so that that idea, I would say, is yes, of course, we, I'm, uh, there are moments throughout every single day that I <laughs> freak yes, out. Yes. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. And I think one of those times I, you know, I just feel like, for instance, I have said before out loud, I think I'm just really struggling. I mean, our, you know, we now have right. the livelihood of a couple people in our hands now. Yes. And Molly yeah. reminds me that yeah. we don't, that those people's livelihood, including ours, are in the Lord's hands. Hey, mm-hmm. And all right. he's asking us to do is be faithful and obedient. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would say if there is an area that tends to be around the finances and the people yeah. things yeah. and just all the normal right. things, but right. I think the difference now is I feel like I recognize yeah. the Holy Spirit yeah. speaks to yeah. me. He goes, hey, do you remember yeah. that feeling you have yeah. right now? Is that for me? Or, yeah. And, yeah. I, and now I can... I can discern the difference and now I know when I'm being fearful. And we, I think That's we perfect. speak, um, we speak truth to one another. Like, yes. Hey, yes. this is what the word says. Mm-hmm. This is who he has right. called us to be. And this is what he has called right. us to do. Right. Um, and we've talked about the fact of basically saying, God, this, we're just to steward this season. Yeah. Like we are stewarding yeah. this. Yes. We are not, we were, we're not asking the Lord to come along on our journey. We're right. saying, God, where do you want to take us? We'll go right. wherever you ask us. And, and I don't want to go wherever you I don't think, go. Yeah, I think when we forget that, that's when I worry. When I yes. when I think, yes. Yes. I'm on this journey, God, will you please join me? Right. It's totally incorrect, right? Yes. It really is. This is God's calling right. that we are responding to. We're along on his journey. Right. And when I forget that, then, then, I'm, then I'm wondering, hey, God, will you come? Rather than wherever you go, God, I'll go. I yeah. love it. I love the way that you guys are. You recognize that. You move through the fear right immediately to the faith experience. Mm-hmm. Keep on trusting him. Mm-hmm. Keep on moving. And you're right. It is God that set the journey out. In fact, let's let's answer this question. That being the case, eight months pre-launch phase, you guys have been right in the middle of it, you know? Um, 
where have where would you say, and one or both of you could respond to this, but where would you say, we saw God act, we saw God do, and I, I'm sure there's probably a long list. What are one or two items that you would say, let's just share this with you? Well, I can say, like Tito's and my mascot, I guess, for our marriage, our relationship, our ministry is we've always had flying pigs. That's what we collect. We collect really? flying pigs. Okay. And um, I think because people that would have seen mm-hmm. us years ago would have said, yes. when pigs fly, yes. that's when that'll happen. Yes, I do. And um, so I had bought Tito a, a journal. I don't know, seven years ago with a bunch of flying pigs on it. And I wrote something to him in it that I had no clue was going to come right back around. Mm. And we have watched the Lord fill that journal. And that has been our journal of like, okay, God, we're going to, we're going to write these things down. One of the, I think one of the most surprising, beautiful things that we have seen so far is um, we have had such favor um, in the, Ann Arbor school system, mm. which we we lived in Ann Arbor for years uh-huh. before we, we went to in Ann Arbor. Right. We have friends that have planted yes. a church. Yeah. I mean, you know, even talking yes. about Michael Geyer and yes. all those guys, like yeah. like the the opposite has been there. But we yes. we've actually this because we use the word surprising. Yes. Man, that has been a surprise. Yeah. So far. we are at Tappan Middle School, and mm-hmm. that um, we have friends that are in the education system there and they cannot usually state, you know, that they're Jesus followers uh, because of being blacklisted or, or the, you know, things like that, the persecution there. Uh, And we walked into uh, Tappan middle school and it was just beautiful to watch um, the welcome that mm. has been there. That's Mm -hmm. been awesome. We really did our best. Um, We, we, we have been saying during this journey we want to be a service to the community before we invite the community to our service. And so oh, that's beautiful. one of the things that we have done is we wanted to just love and care for the faculty at Tappan. Yeah. We have some plans for the kids at Tappan. So we're going to be very laser focused in our care of the community. Good. We don't want to be a flashlight, try to do a lot, a little bit of a lot of things. Right. So we're going to focus specifically on the recovery community and the foster care community. But That's we, great. but even though those are the two areas specifically we're focusing on care, we also have a heart for our house, for our home. Mm-hmm. And we would consider tapping our home and the faculty, our family. Mm. So we, uh, the team and their generosity all came together to do a makeover of the teacher's lounge yeah. in a dramatic yeah. way. It didn't even have a microwave in it. Now it has a fridge and all this stuff. And the team is remarkable. They kept me mostly far away from a lot of the things. So it looks really nice. It's really <laughs> no, good. Yeah. You were great. But it was yeah. amazing. And Molly yeah. put her beautiful Molly's touches on it. Great. And it all was birthed by us just walking into the principal's office and saying, how can we serve you? Mm-hmm. How wow. can we serve you? That's it. And for whatever reason, since that point on, you know, not only did we get the opportunity to do the makeover, but since then, the entire faculty has, has just been on our side because I think they know that we're for them. Yes. And, and yeah. for most of the most organizations. No yeah. Yes. So one of our one yes. of our uh, values is unconditional generosity. Right. And I think that uh, God has used that to create such favor in that school wow. right now. It's been incredible. That's beautiful. Yeah. It really That's has. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I liked hearing you talk about family. You know, this idea of unconditional love. You you turn that phrase about 
serving the community before you invite them to your service. Mm -hmm. Say that again for me. Uh, in fact, it, I don't want to take credit for it. I, okay. I actually heard another church do it across the country. Yeah. And from then, it, it just never, it, this was way before right. I was thinking about church planting. Right. And it just never left my heart. And, I, you know, we've been coaching church planters, and I thought, oh, we really need to teach people. This makes right. sense. And it is, we need to be a service to the community before we invite the community to our service. That's and great. we have taken that note and run with it. And yeah. so far, God has really, really blessed it. That's great. Well, I'll tell you what, coming down to the wire, I just want to kind of ask you maybe a couple more questions. Uh, but the one would be that as I watch you, I, I see that you share life with everybody around you. Um, I know God has given you a launch team to help do this. And again, only eight months. But I see brothers and wives who strike out to go start a church. And I always try to you know, lovingly say to them, hey, listen, don't do this alone. Do it with a team. Do it with a launch team. You yeah. know, it's worth uh, pausing. Um, tell us if you want to about the people that are part of this team that helped you reach out to the school. That What, what are they like? What's yeah, the team? I think that even before we get to that place, I think that it's, it's just as important to understand that you don't have to do it alone with other churches. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so I would yeah. say... Don't do church planting alone. Find a network of brothers. Obviously, yeah. in our bias, we are yes. for the Send Network, right? So, yes. and we get yes. it for, for Send Detroit. I know there's Send Michigan. Um, so, the you know, for us, the idea, the concept yes. yeah. that we would go about this without our beautiful Send Send Church, yes. Sending Church Mile City, our partnering churches from across the nation. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not just yeah. here locally, Crum Law and and Crossover and right. and Journey, Journey and Idlewild and just and the list goes yes. on and on. Um we we have been on a lake point. I mean I mean it just literally mm -hmm. I get the, the the idea that we would somehow yes. go about this work. Yes. Without the partnership and the family of the community of other churches has as it, it just family. I would just say, you know, that is foolish. That's not fearless. Yeah. I would mm -hmm. say that mm -hmm. actually yeah. is foolish. Yeah. That's the childish that yeah. we talked about. Yeah. Like I can do it on its own. Watch me. I'll do it. That's right. childishness. Right. Right. Um, but of course, we can absolutely speak to the beautiful launch community that God's given us. Yeah. Okay. We have our team. It, it almost brings me to tears when I look at it and think about it because they all look so different from us. <laughs> and um, God has just given us such sweet um, community in that and, mm -hmm. and um, bringing them alongside to just people that will go, yeah, what do you need? Mm -hmm. I can do it. Yeah. We have um, Jamie and Nick Heba. They are outstanding in anything and everything they touch. They're amazing. Um, we have Melissa Tasker and her husband, Dan, that are helping. Things that are just... I mean, the Wins, the Gagolas, the Krasinski's, wow. like, the Krui, yeah. the, the Willis's. I mean, we, what we yes. can do is we can yeah. just joiners, go on yeah. and yeah. on yeah. and yeah. on. The joiners yes. are just on and on and on because of what God has done in such a short amount of time. And mm -hmm. and once again, the idea that we yes. would somehow think that we could somehow do this, yes. watch us, we can do this without, like mm -hmm. that just, 
doesn't make any sense. It just right. doesn't make any sense. And, and right. it is not a picture of what, what, what the, the book of Acts teaches us. Right. And you don't yes. just yeah. see people just oh, yeah. randomly yeah. wandering around by themselves and just going to do it by myself. You right. see communities, beautiful communities of people yeah. coming together so much so that they would sell their things yes. Yes. to make sure that everybody had something. And what yes. we, we have seen that in spades in our community, wow. the amount of sacrifice of time and abilities and resources has just been incredible. That's good. Good. I'm glad that everybody's generous, you know, yeah, in doing yeah. that. And mm-hmm. and that comes from the those people sharing that sense of calling with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. It's not about us supporting, you know, mm-hmm. Tito and Molly. It's about us supporting Jesus and what he's called them to do. They yeah. just simply broke the door open and now we're going through that door with them. I tell you, I like that. And hey, I, I tell you what, I just need to drop a commercial right here. I agree with you. Um, we are partial. Uh, you know, we're part of what we call the North American Mission Board. Mm-hmm. And out of that, there's this big, giant, mighty arm that God is using called the SEND Network. Yeah. And uh, we have a specialist in Detroit. I oversee the things in Michigan. And we have men all over the nation helping in territories uh, as far away as Alaska and even like Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And so if anybody listening to this feels that, you know, I don't want to do this by myself. Is there a pathway? Can I learn how to do this? we would definitely say, look up Send Network, yeah. you know, or look up the North American Mission Board and join us in what we're doing. Absolutely. Because, yeah, uh, absolutely. you know, there's no sense in doing this by ourselves, even right. for the, the the planter's wives. Absolutely. There's an extension of ministry to them, mm-hmm. support and strengthen. That's so beautiful. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to wrap this up, but, you know, this is always the important part where people, as they listen to this, they will remember to pray for Reza Church. Mm-hmm. What are some things that we can remember to pray for? You know, there's... Every there's always the obvious, right? We, we're looking for people to gather. We're looking for finances to make things happen. Those are those are always things that are welcome. Um, I th- I think if there were if we had to choose one thing, I would say pray for the people, mm-hmm. the people yeah. whose hearts are are being stirred right now and they don't even know it. Yes. The people mm-hmm. yeah. who we just sat with a couple this week that for months God has been leading to a place and even using words. Um, that we're using in the in the message that I'm teaching the yeah. first week, where we sat with them and and it just God, the, the Spirit is working on the hearts of men yes. and women yeah. in the area, and they don't even know it. And His providential love of us, He's constantly working on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And so, but we also have a very real enemy that's trying to use distraction and yeah. busyness yeah. and loneliness yeah. and anxiety right. and our past hurt, you know, guilt, guilt, guilt shame, mm-hmm. yes. hurt from from. Yes. You know, Christians hurting non-Christians, Christians hurting Christians, right? We're all broken. Um, So we would just pray um, that that we can somehow, in some way, shape, or form, help people get rooted and established in the love of God uh, at Reza. Because it it is, if if not for the people, for the sharing uh, of who Jesus was, is, and what he did, and what that means for us today, then who cares about everything else? And so I would say just pray for the people. Okay, we'll do that. If you would, once again, tell people where they can find you on uh, your website sure. and or Facebook. Yeah, everything is Reza Church, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or Reza.Church is our website. Uh, if you want to know more about the specifics about what we do and how we do it, it's Reza.Church forward slash prospectus. Um, and of course, on the actual website, there's a way to just kind of connect with us and we can have somebody reach out to them. 
All right, Tito Molly, thank you so much. Again, thank you for uh, joining me as we get to talk together and share with those that are listening. And and uh, we want to encourage everybody who's listened to this today to offer some feedback because we're always wanting to. Uh, and if they send something to me saying, hey, I need to ask this question, sure. I'll pass it on to you. Okay? Yeah, thank you. So thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. We're so grateful. This has been Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast from the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. If you have liked this episode, please rate us and leave a review. That will help others to find us and enjoy these conversations too. And if you subscribe, you will be notified when new episodes are available. Join us next time as we help Michigan churches punch holes in the darkness.